All right, now it's time to talk about our brand new sponsor, Peloton. Jason, ah. you're a big Peloton guy, right? I am a big Peloton fan. Everyone loves them. One of my favorite things to do is walk on treadmills. So I'm, I've been chopping at the bit for this tread. Is this real? I swear to God. Kylie and I ordered it probably a month ago. That a boy. Way to pump it up. Yeah. Well, 92 percenters, whether you're like Jason and trying to get in shape during retirement or just trying to add a new challenge to your training, spring is the best time to get started. Just in time for summer, baby. Warmer days are coming. How about that? That's right. Peloton's varying class lengths allow you to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add 10-minute core session at the end of your metrics-focused class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your goals. And there's also a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, marathon training, all created to grow your skills. Plus, Peloton Entertainment lets you work hard while you watch harder. Catch all of your favorite teams and streaming options like NBA League Pass while you power up your training. How about that? Get a head start on the summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. And I would advise getting a major head start because they are backordered. They are running out of these things. <laughs> Can't make them fast enough. Selling like hotcakes. Can I do an Andy Reid impression? How would Andy? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> right? That's pretty good. That... <laughs> Am I doing all right? Is this an just okay? The, just the clearing of the throat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, he says, that's a pretty good hole there. You know, for, for a career, yeah. When you start, uh, start stringing them together like he has, you know, 1,000 yards for seven straight years, that's pretty spectacular. It's pretty spectacular, too. Welcome back to New Heights, baby. Uh, Jukes original presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. New Heights is a show that is half clinched. <laughs> That's right. Turtle doving it. You heard it right, baby. We're over here prairie dogging it. Half of us are in the playoffs, and I don't understand how we didn't make it in the playoffs this past week, winning the division. We beat the Chargers twice, and they're the only ones left in the division. I don't get it. Either way, we're moving on. We are your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey. This is my big brother, Jason Kelsey, out of Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Tiger alumni, as well as Bearcat alumni, University of Cincinnati grads. Uh, new episodes come to you every single week, ladies and gentlemen. Subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, follow the show on all social media platforms at New Heights Show. Jason, we have a fun fun one, don't we? As we always, Trev, we got a great episode. <laughs> we're going to recap, gonna recap guys, the we Eagles. We're going to eat, recap the Eagles, uh, keeping it rolling down the Meadowlands. The Chiefs letting it ride in Broncos country. Chill out. And uh, maybe take a stab at our own NFL awards. Ooh. NBA just did their stab at us. So let's, uh, yeah. let's brew up some of our own. You know what I'm saying? But first, new news. New news. Still the number one sports podcast in the world. And Woo! we are at our first video with a million views this past week. The Pat Mahomes episode surpassed one million oh, views. Thanks to all of you. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Appreciate yeah. that. That was obviously a fun episode, man. The, the Jalen Hurts cool episode is not far behind. It's fluttering right there around eight-something uh, as of the posting of this video. So we're, we're close to it with that one as well. And, uh, yeah, the people seem to like these uh, – guest interviews episodes uh who we'll should our next uh, things going yeah who should our next uh guest be not just any guest special guest jason 
next special guest episode. Um, man, that's a good one, man. We got a lot of. I mean, I love keeping it in the teammate realm. That's yeah. always fun. It's always fun to showcase your your teammates' personalities. Um, on top of that, doing a coach just seems right, man. Yeah. Just, Andy would mean? be good, huh? That would Andy, be a great grab if anybody could actually ask him, man. That'd be pretty cool. You know what? We're going to do it. One of these days, we're going to do it. One of these days, man. Andy's well, until then, coming. let's be honest. Until then, maybe we should post something online. The social team is offering. They're going to do a poll for us. Where all of you guys can uh, social poll. Yeah, voice your opinions on who the next guest should be. So uh, Let's hear it. We're all ears. Who do you want to hear us uh, conversate with? Converse. Let us know. Converse? Conversate? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's just converse. <laughs> yeah! One for the good guys. All righty. On to the fan mentions of the week from Noreen Shoop on Twitter. Noreen! Apparently, her eight-year-old is quoting Jason. I actually saw Uh-oh. this on Twitter. Uh, she asked, did you like dressing up for school today? And, of course, eight-year-old, I don't play dress-up. <laughs> Got to say, it is great to know I am having a positive impact on our youths. Our youths. Um, I feel honored that somebody is uh, using that line. Noreen, you're raising the kids right. All righty. <laughs> Time out. How many eight-year-olds do we have watching here? Because I got to clean it up, man. If yeah, we, we gotta... might have to clean up the language. <laughs> I think we, we, we always assumed this show was going to be more of a uh, an adult crowd. People our age, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll do our best. We're trying to keep it as realistic to how we talk as, as possible. Uh, but uh, maybe we should clean up the language. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, Riker rules. <laughs> we got fans... Rendition of new news. New news. New news. I actually saw this as well and loved um, the video. Uh, right, job, well guys. Done, man. Yeah, man. Really, really well done. I thought uh, the. I love the. You guys really did a good job. It wasn't just the 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 words. You guys this guy nailed loves the a tone. Good harmony. You guys nailed the tone. Not only that, but they got the head twist in. New news. <laughs> I didn't even no, no, I'm telling that. you. Oh, yeah. They they put some thought into this. Well done, guys. All righty. Our next one, uh, we got uh, fan base names updated. If you listen to the Mahomes episode, it's clear that Pat is on with the New Heights hooligans. And, uh, That's a pretty good one. It appears one, that everyone likes that one, and it's clearly the favorite. Um, to help us figure out what the other finalists should be, we want you to email us at newheightshow at gmail.com. Just a real uh, quick email. Yeah, with your name and your fan base name uh, and a quick explanation as to why you think the fan base name should be that. Um, so, yep. yeah. That's, I think that's we're finally narrowing show. this down. That's New Heights Show with one S. Did I say shows? No, no. I'm just making sure everybody knows because it could be New like Heights Heights. Show. Nice. Yeah, they'll, they'll put a They'll put like a nice little graphic in there, probably a link. That's why we love our producers. Well, man. it is I'm audio, too. Thinking. It is audio, too. You know, that's a good job. Good job, Trev. Way to clear it up. All right. All right. Outside of that, merch news, obviously. I'm rocking one of the ones that we, we said last week, the Big Yeti. Trav is wearing a, a new one 92% of the time. 92%. Every, every time. time. How about these ones? Now, that is new, slick. Now, that's a new news right there. New news. I think I like this one better. Do you like the dark one better? Or do you like this one better? 
Come on now, baby. It's all about the it's all about the black and gold, baby. I know. I do like that. That is nice. That's that so reminds good. me of a Heights Gym shirt. <laughs> Fizz Ed shirt. The um, only thing I remember from uh, gym class growing up was uh, Mr. Uh, oh, my gosh. Mr. Riley. Mr. Riley short shorts. That's the only thing I remember. He played in the NFL, too. Shout out to Mr. Riley, man. Dude, do you remember how short those things were? Yeah, I do. It's because he was out there running. That's a good point. He was out there running through shit, man. Um, speaking of uh, 92% of the time, every time, Fox, uh, they tried to get us. Every time. They tried to get Fox? us. They tried to get us during the game. They showed a graphic that said 22 for 25, which means that would mean we are only 88% of the time. <clears throat> So mm, that's that doesn't sound as appealing. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, ninety two is better. Doesn't ninety two is a solid. Yeah, that's a ninety two is a eighty eight B. That's an A rate play. It's not a B rate play. Listen, this is um, so we had to, we had to do our own research. Um, our wonderful team was able to somehow. Uh, I think they got in contact with somebody with uh, maybe uh, NFL Network or such. Or mm, I don't want to disclose sources. Stats. I don't want to disclose sources. Uh, but anyways. Over the past five years, the Eagles are 93.5% on those plays. You know what that means. 92% of the time. (laughs) It works every time. That's right. We're back. You tried to get us, Fox. You tried to shut it down. We wrap it on back up. You know what that means, though. You know how percentages work, right, Jason? It's like for for it to be at eighty eight percent this year, and yeah, it was at like ninety five percent. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're yeah, really well, you're really having a down year. No, all I'm saying is that it's getting to ninety two percent, which is what I've been saying the whole time. We were a little bit out. We were an outlier before. It's it's averaging back out to where it should be. Which quarterback sneaks that's, statistically live at the ninety two percent threshold. It's gonna. I don't really know what you want me to tell you. This is so funny. He pulled this shit out of his ass, and it's true. Uh, That's good shit. 92% sounds like we should run that play. 88%, maybe we should think about something else. I don't know. It's a good play, but 92, I'm in. So back to the 92% new merch that we got going on. Make sure you uh, check out the link in the description of the uh, video or podcast and visit homage.com slash newites. That's homage.com slash newites. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. As, uh, as with new news, now we're going to follow it up with a new segment. Really looking forward to this. Uh, the new segment, we announced it on Twitter, uh, and we got some great feedback and some great questions. The new segment <laughs> is No Dumb Questions. No Dumb Questions. Just dumb people. Dumb people. <laughs> I'm a dummy. I'm a dumb person. Listen, All of us are dumb ass. in some ways, but I'm hey, dumb no dumb questions. All right. No Before questions. we get to the games, uh, this kind of started last week with the NFL players could play in the NBA debate that you and I had, which I clearly won that dumb what? questions. Or no dumb questions. 
we had a nice little we had a nice uh uh new heights ig segment where uh you guys claimed that giannis could get locked down in the red zone i don't think people realize uh that that would not happen uh, <laughs> with one day of coaching, I'm sure he could get open in the red zone enough. Uh, Calvin Johnson liked the video. Do you think that means he agrees with me or you? I think he just enjoys the content. I don't know if he's. I think he would have made a. Uh, he would have made a statement if he uh, agreed with one of us. I feel like, but it's a good point. Knows? He just thought it was a good debate. Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson is another one, dude. You think that dude could have played basketball? No. You don't think he could find a way no. on to a team in the NBA? Oh, he can definitely play basketball. You were, the arg- argument is, can he play in the NBA? And I'm saying no. What's, what's, let's move on to this new segment. Man. Well, we can touch back up on this, Travis. My, my point is clear. You don't think that an NBA, that an NFL player, any NFL player in the history of the NFL could go and play in the NBA? Yeah, I've, I've, I think I've already made this statement. What are you... What are you I don't understand why. I'm not you, saying I'm not saying he's going to be Jordan. I'm not saying he's going to be Curry. I'm th- I'm just saying there's definitely guys that have played in the N- in the NFL that could play in the NBA. A guy like Antonio Gates who averaged 20 in college, 20 and 10. Then why didn't he go to the, five. Why didn't he go to the NBA, Travis? Uh, he might have saw a better opportunity playing in the National Football League, like Travis. being one of the greatest tight ends to ever play. He went Instead to the of NFL being maybe because, a six man or a or a role player in the or trying NFL, to make NBA. it or trying to make it. Yeah, he forego he he forewent, You're right. This he, is true. He forewent his his uh unsured uh uh future in the NBA for a sure future in the NFL. That's fair. But um I think yeah, I, I'm sticking with my guns. I don't think he would have played in the NBA. Could he do certain roles in the NBA? Could certain guys sure. do roles in the NBA? Yes. But the bottom line is they're not doing them because they didn't they weren't good enough to get there. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Either you got to get there they, to they do the role. They were just better at football. You got to get there to do the role. Just saying. This all stems I, because you I think know you can play fact, in the NBA. I know the for only a fact reason you're this opinionated Tur- is because you think you can play in the NBA. Of course. Anyway, we clearly love dumb debates, as you can see. So much. <laughs> we asked you guys for anything you could give us. This week's question is, could the greatest college football team of all time beat the worst NFL team of all time. Go ahead, Trevor. Uh no. Yeah, are we are we talking as simple as that? No. Um I don't even know who's the greatest are we talking about the Florida team we got to play? Are we who are we well, talking about? I here? mean technically they didn't win the national championship that year, but I do think they're probably the most talented team I've ever seen. But yeah, some of these uh, some of these new teams though, like the LSU team with Burrow and Chase and Jefferson, and yeah, it's hard to even pick that, you know, them. You got a that Florida team with Tebow, a guy Clyde, pretty much was... any Alabama team from like 2015 to 2018. Can't can't uh, forget the 2001 Miami, Miami Hurricane. I was about to baby. say, um, you know, yeah, the U was good, um, dude. That was a that was a crazy team. Well. The best way I can think to answer this question. So I think if we're taking into account different eras, yes, I do think the greatest college football team could beat like the worst NFL team from like 1970, where like the size is like just <laughs> yeah, way no, different. Right. Yeah. I mean, right, yeah. you know, 
there was a different level of uh, no disrespect to any of the, anybody that played in the sixties. Well, it's 70s. just a different era. The game is just evolved. A era. The size is different. The speed is different. Um, but in the same era, like in the same year, could the greatest college team beat the worst NFL team? I don't think that that's ever going to happen. I really don't. Mm-mm. You might, you might sneak one out because the worst NFL team is probably going to have a pretty bad quarterback and quarterback play. Yeah. I mean, you turn the ball over a bunch, pretty much anybody can you beat lose anybody. The game. Yeah. Um, so maybe, but I don't think people really fully grasp how different the game is from college to the NFL it's, and how, yeah. and how Especially much in the trenches, man, the whole play just happens faster. And, um, yeah, the only way you get used to that is by practicing against that. And none of these college kids have done that, right? All of yeah. these guys are, you know, even the seniors there, uh, whoever's starting and old enough to be there, uh, you know, you're dealing with maybe a handful of guys, right, on each one of these teams. So I just think the the, the experience level and the fact that all of these NFL teams have been playing much much better competition. Uh, I, I I just don't see the college team winning. I really don't. No, no. But the trenches. Trav, what do you think is the biggest difference between the NFL and college? Speed or size? I would say, at the tight end position, size. Uh, I feel like uh, once you get outside the numbers, of receivers, it just becomes more of a speed deal. Um, so it just depends on what position. For tight ends, I feel like the size of blocking a. 230-pound outside linebacker in the Big East is way different than blocking sure. a 280-pound D-lineman, D you know, grown, grown-ass man. So that that's probably the biggest difference when you're in the trenches. When you're outside, it's really speed, but it's actually more how fast you're that's adapting to everything. That's yeah. the speed. It's Don't get me wrong. Guys are flying. All right. We got the cheat out here running a four, two. You know, I mean, guys are out here flying. Don't get me wrong, but it's the, the, the purposeful movement. It's the attention. It's the anticipation. It's the, I'm a step ahead of you. So I'm reacting quicker than you. Yep. Um, that's the real speed. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, first of all, talk about size. Like there's some Alabama O-lines and D-lines that are probably bigger than the average NFL O-line D-line. I mean, those boys are big down in the SEC. Um, yeah. I, I agree with Trav, and I don't think it's a speed of player. Um, all Everybody's played against NFL caliber speed in college. Yeah. Uh, the difference is everybody at the NFL is a little bit faster on average, and everybody has been playing longer, and that leads to anticipation happening quicker. More reps. That, that leads to um, instincts. instincts happening quicker. So – the whole, the biggest eye opener is not blocking one person, in my opinion, in the NFL. Once you make that jump, the biggest difference, and it takes a couple of weeks to get used to in training camp your first year, is just how fast the entire thing happens. Like that's where, that's why I don't think that this, that a college team could probably be an NFL team is just because the whole game, it's going to be getting used to, oh, that linebacker, that D lineman, and that safety filled that hole faster than I've ever seen it filled. And it's, mm-hmm. and you're just going to be a step late. For the whole game until you practice against it or play against it you just can't it, it's hard to explain and um yeah. you don't know that you don't know you don't know i used to think that i was getting off the snap on time in college brother i was late every time <laughs> 
So that's that's really the biggest difference, in my opinion. Before we get to the rest of the show, if you love daily fantasy, right we're going to talk about another one of our great sponsors, DraftKings. DraftKings. DraftKings is giving new customers a free shot at a share of millions in millions. prizes with their first deposit. All new customers need to do is download the DraftKings app now and sign up using our promo code New Heights. New Heights, baby. Playing daily fantasy football is easy. Pick your favorite players each week, enter contests, and win cash prizes weekly. And with a free shot at a share of millions, millions. of dollars in total prizes with your first deposit, it's the perfect time to show off your football game. Download the DraftKings app now and sign up using promo code New Heights. This week, new customers can get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars in total prizes with your first deposit. Just enter the promo code New Heights to get a free shot at a share of millions in total prizes with your first deposit. That's code New Heights, only at DraftKings. These days, no matter how small your business is, or how big your NFL franchise is, every new potential hire can feel incredibly stressful. In my career, I've been lucky enough to work with some of the best in the business. But before you work with the best, you need to find Find the them. You got to find them. And that's why that's right. you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs yeah. helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn, for free? For free. If it's free, give me three. You can get three of the best employees that you've ever hired. And uh, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy with simple tools like screening questions uh, that make it easy for you to focus on the candidates uh, with just the right skill set and experiences so you can quickly prioritize prioritize who you want to interview and hire okay well this year's almost over and if you're looking to finish strong if you're looking for a strong d tackle maybe mm. you're going to need the right people on your team so use linkedin jobs to help you find the qualified candidates you find. want to talk to faster faster post your job for free free linkedin yep at linkedin.com slash new heights that's linkedin.com slash new heights to post your job for free terms and conditions apply are you saying what i think you're saying i mean that was pretty ironic that you said detackle you guys just went out and got two detackles are you saying that you guys used linkedin to we go did. get linval joseph and and damaga sue and damaga sue has a linkedin and damaga sue has a linkedin he's actually uh, that- a big time business guy he is. I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. Moving on to 12 bold topics to wrap up week 14 in the NFL. This is how we do it. ITF topics on Jason's game. He does the same for my game. And then we talk a little, a couple storylines and headlines throughout the league. Uh, Jason, I'll tell you what. I'll tee up yours first, baby. Eagles 48, Giants 22. You guys absolutely steamrolled the New York football Giants. Uh, Eagles are officially the first team. To clinch a playoff berth, man. Congratulations. Woo! Congratulations. That's always a very relieving feeling, get, knowing that you're playing postseason football, especially with, what, five games left, four games left? This, it's, uh, it's pretty good, bud. Four? Four games? Pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, it's nice, but I think we've seen the playoffs in sight for a while. I think we're just focusing one game at a time. Uh, That's how you got to do it. Yeah. Well, let's start with the fourth and seven touchdown throw to our favorite uh, skinny Batman, Devontae Smith, man. Second He's quarter, a- Eagles up 7 nothing. Ball on the Giants, 41. Um, walk, walk us through it, man. What was, uh, what was 
definitely <laughs> huge don't, for I it. don't know what the so, heck. I want to hear you talk about <laughs> routes and the quarterbacks. I have no idea what the route was called. Um, apparently, Jalen checked to something, I think, on that play. It was either that play or another one. I already checked her out. But all I know is that they were in a blitz. We slid into it. We got it picked up. Um, although he still got crushed on the play because we missed one of the blocks. He uh, delivered a dime to Devontae Smith. Uh, safety kind of looked like he didn't play it as well, to be honest with you. Uh, but Devontae made a great play in the ball. Huge play. Huge fourth play. down. Fourth down play turns into a uh, an, an explosive and a touchdown. Yeah. It's pretty so. damn good, man. That's, a, that's what I call an absolute dagger to the defense. Yeah. It's funny you, you heard that you mentioned – or that you mentioned you heard Jalen hit a hot route. Do you, like, hear hot routes and, like <gasps> – you get like fired up, like we better protect this one, baby. This is a hot run. I've I've heard this before, and it ended up in a touchdown. Like, is that like? <laughs> to be honest, normally I I think they normally signal them, so it's not something that I usually hear. Um, but a lot of times I can tell, kind of just in the way the procedure's happening, that something's getting checked, and um, it's usually pretty on point when he is checking it. So, um. <laughs> We, uh, I, I, to be honest with the way it kind of was happening, all I thought about was, man, if we can pick up this pressure, uh, there's going to be a play down the field because it's fourth and seven, and if they're bringing all these guys, that means there's, there's going to be some space. Deep. Yeah, there's going to be some space in the back end. So, um, well, there was a guy deep, and he absolutely completely botched it. Unfortunately for the uh, Giants, well, he, he looked like he was in between. He was trying to, he was trying make to a play pick on the it, ball, yeah, and then and then kind of went to the body, and then realized he wasn't going to get to the ball, and it was just too late. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be decisive. That was a huge play in the game, obviously. Is it the biggest play? That, could, could there be a the biggest play of the game in the first half? Is that possible? I mean, I looking, feel like it's always like a second half, like crucial yeah. third down. That's always the play, that play. Yeah, know? I think in the, in the moment it didn't feel like the biggest play. Yeah, well, I felt like a huge play, but I think what I'm getting at is I think you don't know what the biggest plays of the game are until the game's over. And you're looking back at it, you know, once the game's over and you're looking back at it, you're like, man, these one to three plays are the ones that ultimately probably made the difference in the game. And you could probably feel it a little bit during the game, exactly how big of a momentum switch it was or whatever it was. The reason I think that that one was particularly big is because it was a fourth down. uh, Wink dials up blitzes all over the place Mm -hmm. and it can overwhelm you. Uh, the New York Giants defensive coordinator is that good with uh, giving you different presentations and different looks um, and execute like that early in the game against an exotic look uh, is a huge momentum builder for the offense. Uh, You know, it's kind of the way that goes early in the game. If he's getting home, it's hard to kind of get that confidence and that momentum against that to keep it coming. So to be able to get that early, make a big play down the field and not just – Make a big play, but the kind of like for Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts to have that happen that early in that critical of a situation, um, all of a sudden uh, gives you confidence and get, brings momentum on for the rest of the game. So it felt like after that play, you know, we were in a good groove for the remainder of the game. Yeah. I mean, you guys got game changers all over the field, man, um, especially on the offensive side. Obviously, uh, A.J. Brown, the receiving corpse, but I, don't, I still don't think this dude, Miles Sanders, is getting enough credit, man. He's that dude, to. 
Is it, are they are they starting to say he probably well he finally got a thousand yards? Well, they don't got a choice now. You know, you had, they had to give him credit for a thousand yards, and the way he's run against Green Bay in particular, and last this past week against the Giants, um, you know, that's one of the things I feel like. Um, you know, if if you don't like that they're not talking about you, man, hey, just keep putting your head down and keep going to work because if you play good enough, eventually they got to. They have and, to. And uh, you know, I think for Miles in particular, a lot of it's just waiting for opportunities because we're such a deep team as a roster because we can throw it so much because Sirianni's trying to get it to everybody man well and Jalen is a threat to run it so that's going to take away some of the running attempts from the running back so I think all of that encompasses into probably uh less opportunities than Miles uh would like uh but man he he's all he's done is just kept his head down kept working and waited for these opportunities to happen. And now that they've come for him, he's made the most of them. He's running better than I've seen him run probably ever in his career. Um, he's seeing the hole better. He's running with more confidence, more aggression. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing a lot of really, really good things. Miles has been, been outstanding this year for us. He's been absolutely electric. The Eagles have a first-time 1,000-yard rusher since uh, our guy, LaShawn McCoy, did it in 2014. Man. Yeah, 2014, well, 2013. Those are, those are fun years with LaShawn McCoy, for sure. As well as the uh, the receiving corps did it as well. A.J. Brown, the Eagles' first 1,000-yard pass catcher since Zach Ertz in 18, and then uh, our guy Jeremy Macklin in 2014. Um, that 2014, was that a, that was a chip, wasn't it? Chip, yep. That was Won 10 games, didn't make the playoffs. It's a crazy stat, man. Yeah. Uh, most rushing TDs in a season with 27. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty damn good, right there. You guys are getting downhill and yeah, punching it in. Touchdowns yeah. rule in this league, man. I promise <laughs> you that. Uh, how about Jalen? One year later, in the Meadowlands, baby. Uh, before the game this week, Sirianni told the story of uh, a picture from la- the game last year that hangs at the uh, Novacare facility. Can you uh, tell us about it? Or it's a picture with uh, Jordan Mulata with his arm over Jalen. I think you know Nick is obviously one of the things he always preaches and and does a great job of his, you know, talking about how much he wants all of us to connect and all of us to, to be team yeah. uh, mates, not just, uh, you know, on the same team. Um, and I think, uh, you know, that picture, Jordan is obviously an incredible teammate. Uh, you know, he's just a guy that cares a lot for his teammates. And that game did not go the way we wanted it to last year in the Meadowlands. Uh, Jalen, you know, struggled. He didn't have a good game last year. You know, then yeah. 14 to 31 for 129, three interceptions. So, that is a tough way to play. <laughs> that's, that's tough. That's tough. Well, man. three picks is never easy, man. Well, he bounced back this year, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, having uh, that kind of turnaround is, is, is huge. Um, and uh, I think that picture is just kind of in his head, uh, probably just as, you know, I don't know. It's It's good to look back on and see how disappointing that was and then know this year how far we've all come. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I, I've I've been talking about it all season about getting uh, getting a chance to play those teams that you you know the last time you played them you just didn't give them your best or they just got the better of you, and uh, to be able to go out there and and you know put up 48 points, <laughs> not too bad, boys. Um, what's the biggest difference one year later? If you could point out one thing in Jalen's game, what is the biggest difference outside of just you know playmakers and and all that? I think it's just his confidence. I mean, Jalen's been the same guy he's been his, since I've known him. Um, I just think, obviously, um, 
you know, he just understands everything better. He's in his third year, his second year with this coaching staff, his second year starting. So obviously he feels more comfortable and he feels like he understands things that much uh, uh, better. So that leads to playing with more confidence and, and making quicker decisions. And, uh, you know, I think that all of that has culminated combined with having better players and uh, the uh, great uh, job the coaches have done uh, with him playing better. So, you know, I don't think, um, you know, I don't think that uh, outside of that much has changed. No, I'm with you. I th- you could tell he's just that much quicker on his on his reads and where he wants to go with the ball. You can definitely yeah. see it, man. And that's anything in life, man. You you get curious. You get you know, you you absorb all that information. You're naturally just going to feel more confident about what you're talking about, what you're doing. You know, that's it. That's just the nature of the beast, right there. And I, it, especially if you care about it. You know what I mean? Yep. But uh, this dude Darius Slay said one of the funniest things, man. He said, "I'm sick of this DB shit, man." This dude Jalen Hurts is making it look real easy. I'm trying to go to wideout, yeah, and I put mean, up 1,500 yards with Jalen. It looks fun right now. I would much rather <laughs> play wide receiver than DB. No question. DB does not look like fun. That looks freaking hard, thankless. Big no play thanks. slave makes it look fun, man. He makes it look fun. Now being the uh, the betting favorite to win the MVP, Jalen Hurts, man. Why uh, outside of stats? Take the stats out of it. Why does Jalen deserve to, to be the MVP? Well, first of all, you can't take the stats out of it. That's what the whole award is about. Is it's given to the guy with the best stats, <laughs> usually. Um, you know, I think he's he I, has the stats. I read it right that time, and I still sound like a dumbass. <laughs> no. Fuck! <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think Jalen has the stats uh, to compete with anybody this year. But combined with the stats, uh, he deserves MVP because he's functioned with, um, uh, one, the team that has the best record in the NFL. No offense to the Kansas City Chiefs, which are close to us. Facts uh, facts. The, uh, the offense has put up – well, I think they've, are they tied with you guys for most touchdowns? Um, possibly. I yeah. I don't know the stats on any of this. Well, either way. I think if you look at our offense as a whole and how we've moved the ball and how important Jalen is for all of that to work, um, you know, I think that that's the clear reason why he's the MVP in my mind. Uh, his uh, dynamic ability to make plays on the ground or through the air allows our coaches to be creative and do things that other teams can't do and won't do. Um, it allows, uh, it forces defenses to defend us in ways that open things up all over the field. Um, all of these things are done largely because of Jalen. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the offensive line's job is easier. The the receiver's job's easier. The uh, the running back's job is definitely easier. Um, you know, when you talk about an MVP, you're you're thinking about a guy that uh, you know that makes the whole thing go. Who's yeah. the most important person? If he's not there in that cog, yeah. and you know, so not only does he have all the stats necessary to be the MVP. But he's also uh, in a very – I mean, I think he's the most important piece to uh, what's been probably the most consistent offense in the NFL. It's a fair take. It's a fair take. Not, I, to, um, not to talk trash on anybody else. I didn't hear any trash. You just stated facts, brother. I, re- I respect it. Uh, Eagles still the underdogs, though, despite the best record – 
an MVP favorite in the QB uh, and clinching a playoff spot. Dallas and Kansas City, Chiefs Kingdom, are still Super Bowl favorite odds to uh, win it. Yeah, so, I don't. I mean, hey, that's that's a crazy. I, we, I, we've been I underdogs did, before. We've been underdogs before. Ain't nothing new. We got the mask. Hey, we got the mask. I got the mask right upstairs. Wait, I thought you said you didn't. Did you steal the mask, or you just got a different? Mask? I bought one retroactively. I didn't wear one during the whole parade. I couldn't get it. The fans bought it before I could, but I got one. I'll, I'll bring <laughs> it out. I know Lane Johnson has one. <laughs> Lane still got it. That boy yeah, got it yeah, in his locker. Maybe. Yeah. I think I bet he still got it. Yeah, I mean, listen, odds are great, analytics are great, um, percentages are awesome. But uh, you know, the cool thing about playing is that you get to change those, you get to dictate those numbers. Um, you know, all three of those teams are really, really good. But all we're focused on is ourselves. All we're focused on is trying to win this next week against Chicago. I'm not focused on the Super Bowl. Uh, and I don't you think any be, of us are. Yeah, you not right be. now. Th- these odds, all this stuff is cool. This is all going to change within the next four weeks alone. Yeah. Not don't to mention you, you once still, the playoffs start. You guys still so, play the, the Cowboys. You yeah, guys play we got last, a big game last... coming up in Dallas in two weeks. But, you know, we got Chicago first. We got to take care of Chicago this next week. Um, these numbers will take care of themselves as long as we keep taking care of business each and every week. I'm not worried about that one bit. Yeah. Sounds like it sounds like you're more focused on what's going on uh in the locker room. Two twelve and one now, but yeah. That one loss. It was a close I know. one. I know you guys the could commies, be undefeated. The commies right got us. Game was a slip up, but uh was it beneficial to get that loss out the way? Are you a believer in you know what I mean? You no, uh, you I'm gotta, not you sure gotta lose. And what are we you talking gotta, about? You gotta lose <laughs> to grow, to be a good team. You gotta you got to feel what it tastes like to lose to never go back or I mean if we were 13 and 0 it would be better um I don't know I don't it was a learning moment for our football team I think it's good to go through adversity um but if you're asking me whether I'd be 12, want to be 12 and 1 or 13 and 0 I'd rather be 13 and 0 <laughs> I mean, come on um I'm not happy or I do I I don't like to say it's you know oh hey it's a good thing we lost now we're a better like <laughs> Good thing we got that out of the way. Yeah, right. Yeah. We got the loss out of the way. Now we won't do that again, guys. Um, yeah. I think um, going through adversity is good. Growing as a team is good. Listen, and losses you could, can help you. Losses can help in defense of the people that say this stuff. Losses can help you get better, can help you refocus and re-energize refocus people. Refocuses, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, I'd rather be 13-0. I mean, no question. No questions asked after that. Guys. That, oh, hey, I want to take a second to talk to you about something serious. Oh, what do you got? And that's razors, something that all of us mm. should take very seriously. Very seriously. Which is why I'm going to take a second to shout out one of our sponsors, Harry's Razors. Now, we know what you're thinking. What do two guys with full beards know about shaving? Yeah, got hair everywhere over here, man, and that's uh, not much at all, actually. Uh, we have shaved in the past, but uh, we don't know much about it anymore. We just got to let it grow now, but I'll tell you what. Harry's has all the products, not just the razors for you. I like to use their shampoo. They got the minty shampoo. You ever had a mint shampoo? It like it. 
like, like cooling sensation, man. Cooling sensation. You can't say that as I'm pub- pubbing our <laughs> sponsored shampoo. You can't, you can't do that. Our friends at Harry's got every single thing you need to keep your skin care routines intact and, uh, and, and keep your skin flourishing. That's awesome because right now you can get Harry's starter set for just $3. Mm. Plus, you'll get a free travel size body wash. Not this a set bad includes gig. a five blade razor, Ooh. weighted handle, Ooh. foaming shave gel, right and now. a travel cover, a $16 value for just $3. Ooh. Just visit harrys.com slash new heights for the free offer. Who doesn't love a good free offer, man? The bottom line is Harry's makes it simple. A lot of shaving companies want you to sell those blades that vibrate that they, when they heat up or some other gimmick just to get you to buy it. And um, Harry's doesn't have to do that. Harry's has everything you need for a great shave and just that. Nothing but that. So no matter uh, how busy things get, stay fresh with Harry's. Get your Harry's starter set today and you'll also get a free travel size body wash. Just go to harrys.com slash new heights. New heights. That's harrys.com slash new heights. Harry, I took care of it. Hey, Harry. Let's get to your game, Trav. You guys getting back on the right track. Chiefs 34, Broncos 28. And it was a weird game. I I was following. It was extremely weird. I was following on the bus home from uh, the Meadowlands after our game. Uh, You guys got out to a quick lead early and. Somehow it ended up being close. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. What? So you, you guys got out to twenty-seven nothing. Twenty-seven nothing in the first half. Yeah, with an opportunity Bro. to to put in another touchdown before the half. And we all were of a sudden, and, and we you guys rolling. find yourselves. I think at one point they were within a score. What well, ended? It ended it within ended. a score. It ended but within a score. Yeah, it was within a score before you guys got that last touchdown. Right. Yes. Yeah. It was a close game is what I'm getting at somehow. Um, what swung the momentum back the other way? Um, I think it was, uh, you know, hats off to their defense. Their defense is a solid defense. They have one of the best scoring defenses in the league. Uh, picked up a few turnovers, um, a few, you know, aired, uh, aired routes. I, I didn't play my best in, uh, in some of the times that we needed me to play best. I had a few drops. Um, but outside of that, I think that, um, you know, we played a pretty pretty damn good game on offense. Um, we were moving the ball very well on them. Uh, there's just uh, a few big time plays that they made that uh, really swung that momentum into their their arms. And um, yeah. we were lucky our defense kind of came up big there, especially in the second half, to to really shut down that uh, Broncos scoring. Yeah, Pat tweeted after the game. Obviously upset with himself, probably in the turnovers. Appreciate my team, man. Picked me up today, Chiefs oh, Kingdom. That's yeah. uh, why we're here, up? Pat. That's why we're here. Here for you. Who, MV who's, Pat. Who stepped up in particular? Um, well, I think uh Willie Gay. Willie yeah. Gay Jr. He had a big time pick. That was sweet. Everyone uh kind of chuckles at the way I was reacting on the sideline, but that was the last time I was smiling in the game because it was twenty seven nothing. Uh and then good they, feeling. they they started yeah, they started to come back right after that. So uh don't smile too soon. Learn that lesson. Um who else came up big? My guy George Karloftis from Purdue, the Boilermaker, oh, yeah. the rookie. Yeah, had two big-time sacks throughout the game. Um, my guy, uh, Legarius Sneed, had a pick. Um, yeah, there was just some big-time defensive plays. Guys were getting after the quarterback, getting into the backfield, and then uh, making plays on the back end, man. 
Well, uh, well you know who t- stepped up big? Uh, did you see that block by Trey Smith? <laughs> dude, First of all, dude, I, I, li- I, I live for blocks by Trey Smith, man. Bro, I love watching this dude play. I love watching <laughs> your whole line play. Like, obviously, I'm a huge Creed fan. Uh, but, dude, Trey the Smith. Need for Creed. Man, dude, the Trey need for plays. Creed. Trey plays with some anger, man. Those two I saw together, some clips, man. especially he was playing against the Titans, and him and uh, 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 Jeff, Jeffrey, Simmons. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons were going after it. And I freaking loved every second of that, man. I, if this dude plays with an attitude, he plays with an aggression, mm-hmm. and this play on the screen swats the defender upfield, no <laughs> block blitzers, like a ninja. swats him on the back, textbook, invite him up the field, <laughs> gets out, pinholes a DB. I mean, you couldn't have drawn it Absolute, up any better. Absolutely, just steamrolls him. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Another Simmons. Another that was another Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, another Simmons. This guy does He's not like Simmonses. He doesn't Man. like Simmonses. And a lot of respect for both those Simmonses. Yeah, they're both good. Both both, both Pro Bowlers. Um, but yeah, that's Trey Smith in a nutshell, baby. I I sixty five. It is coming downhill. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Him and him and him and Creed, and then you put Joe Tooney on the inside. Them inside oh, yeah. boys. Your then, your interior line is fun to watch. Those guys you, are good. And then you put the, that big old behemoth, Orlando Which one, Brown, Orlando? baby. <laughs> he's huge. The big How man. much does Orlando weigh? It's a big man. He's got to be north of 350, right? Easy. Easy. He's huge. Six, eight. He's 6'8". He's 6'8", like fucking 380. I think that's probably right. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. If guys got to try it. I mean, he's obviously mass, mass rules in his profession, man. That thing, he is moving dudes. He's uh, big. Can't forget Andrew Wiley, baby. Oh, yeah. Right Once tackle, a, holding one, it down. Eastern Michigan's finest. Let's fucking go, baby. <laughs> Let's go. My God, I go. love that dude, man. He's he's one of the craziest athletes I've ever seen. At his size and speed, to be able to run like that, be able to to move like that in the box, man, it's unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, always love shouting out the old line, baby. They never get enough credit. It was good to have <laughs> Joe Tooney back out there, too. He's uh, he's missed a few games. First time in his career he's yeah. missed a few games. He's yeah. been a that's been the staple of his uh his entire career. He's Iron Man, man. He's always out there, and I know it was hurting him to watch to watch from the sidelines, especially that that uh Bengals game. But he was back out there, uh, moving dudes. And uh, like I said, though, the, but those two interior guys that came in the same time, Creed and Trey Smith, and Trey, yeah, those two man, they 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 get moving dudes. I mean, I'm I talking about first level to second level, baby. Let's get four hands on this guy and take him on a ride. They do. <laughs> All righty, well. Despite the bumps, uh, Pat had some insane plays that had uh, all over social media going nuts. The no-look I mean, touchdown pass to McKinnon. I, I, Pat yeah, Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. He does it every week. He does it. So it's what he does. Houdini. You threw a key block on the uh, touchdown would, to McKinnon? I wouldn't necessarily say I threw a key block. Okay, I threw What would a, you call it? I, I got in the way enough. Isn't that what blocking is? No, because I wasn't. I wasn't technically blocking him. I was just. I was. Were you in the trailing way? him? I was trailing him. Not really. I kind of made him alter his his course. Everything that- you're doing right now sounds like blocking. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch the clip, you're gonna I look at really me. I didn't really block him. I just kind of got in his way, made him if alter his course. If you watch me on this clip, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. I'm running behind Singleton, former Eagle. Okay. Running behind Singleton, yeah, and as I'm running, as I'm running behind him, his angle, I kind of like make him deter his, like kind of like go a little bubble, detour, bubble yeah, just to yeah. let just a step, and that's not did, necessarily a block. I didn't block okay. him. Did I get in the way? If you, if you, did didn't, I help? Yes, but I didn't block him. I didn't hit him in the back either. That which was a 
I learned that from Jason Kelsey. <laughs> I've, I've, I've made that mistake a lot of times. Did you getting in his way stop him? If you wouldn't have been there, would he have made a play? I think so. I think he still would have scored. Then you blocked him. No, I think he still would have scored if I would have never touched oh, him. Oh, then you didn't block him. That's what I'm All saying. All right, here we go. All right, I got you. <laughs> but Mahomes magic nonetheless. And yeah. we, you already said it. Pat said, I appreciate my team. Uh, and it picked me up today. That means, you know, he felt like he didn't play his best. He's still yeah. Magic Mahomes. Is still throughout a game is going to make enough plays, you know, what I mean? or make some crazy plays, some mind blowing plays. That being one of them, there were a few others. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster's touchdown. Uh, Pat's just kind of running around in circles away from D lineman, and and at yeah. last second, right before he gets hit, just throws a dart to the back of the end zone. Yeah, and we talked about this for this a little what he bit. Did. Yeah, this is what we talked about with Pat when we were doing the interview with him. You know, he talked about you know in order to be Pat Mahomes, in order to be the best in the world. <clears throat> Whoa! I'm already the, the best in the world. In the world, in the you went world. real. You went real bad. Uh, um, where's Rachel? <laughs> um, in order to be the best in the world, you got to be aggressive. You know, I mean, he finished with a stat line: twenty-eight of forty-two for three hundred and fifty-two yards, three touchdowns, three three interceptions. You know, obviously, uh, three for like, three. You'd like to have the interceptions back. But he did get you guys a 27-0. I mean, you can't be mad at him. Pat, you know, you didn't play good enough. You only spotted us 27 points in the first half. <laughs> He's a freaking beast. Um, <laughs> Absolutely animal, man. That's that's my that's arguably my favorite time though. When Pat gets out that pocket, it's like it's like it's time to get jiggy. Yeah. What what are your it's an, it's an open what, dance floor. And there's a your lot fa- of field to cover. <laughs> what are your favorite three plays from Pat that you can remember where he's gotten out of the pocket and made something pretty crazy happen. The first one was my favorite one was another mile high uh, game. Um, Mm -hmm. His his second, his his second year playing. So it was the first year he was starting and um, he threw that left-handed pass to Tyreek on the run. Yep. It was like, it was like, it was the only thing he could think of to do. And instinctually he just threw it as like Vaughn's tripping him up. So it was like, that was one of my favorite. Another one was another throw to Tyreek the same year. We were playing the, the Baltimore Ravens at the house. Fourth and nine, fourth quarter. We need I, we need a touchdown to to take the lead. And I'm talking there are minutes left, like two minutes, three minutes left, I think. Um, and, Pat, I'm, I'm running a route, and I, I feel like I am wide-ass open, guaranteed first down. Like, we can move the sticks right here. Pat is staring me. What I think is he's staring me down and absolutely hucks it to the middle of the field. I'm standing there like, no, 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 I'm open. The guarantee first down, it's right here in front of you. Why are you throwing it 40 yards downfield over the middle of the field? Like, don't throw over the middle field late. Like, all this is, like, going through my head, and this is before it's like, it's Magic Mahomes. You don't question what Magic Mahomes does. And I just see everyone going towards the same, like, area on the field, and then Tyreek just coming from the left field. Takes it, it, runs around, gets an extra like twenty yards on the route on the on the run uh, after yeah. he catches it, um, and we go on to win that game. And it was fourth and nine. Like the chances of us winning at that point were very slim. Like and for him to throw that pl- that pass at that point in the game and have the Gahonas to to throw it to Tyreek Hill downfield, um, I don't think percentages are going through his head when he's uh, when, he, when he's playing playing the game. Like the percentage of this catch being made, you know, stuff like that. He's just out there. Seeing 
seeing his dogs open downfield and hucking it, man. Well, um, yeah, he's fun to watch. I mean, I don't know if there's anybody more fun to watch at the quarterback position and kind of more like you don't know what's about to happen. I mean, he does just some crazy things that I don't think anybody else would even occur to them to do. So, um, yeah. The, be- the the best trait to have with Pat is uh, is an imagination, man, because <laughs> anything is possible, dog. Anything is possible. It's the Walt Disney of quarterbacks. All right. Let's uh let's talk about Travis Kelsey a little bit. Uh Travis Who the fuck is that guy? We hey, come on, family show. We just talked about this. We got kids Sorry. watching. All right. Uh you joined the ten thousand yard club. Uh you're the fifth tight end in league history with ten thousand receiving yards. You did it in fewer games than anybody else, obviously. Trav, you did it in 140 games. You took Tony G, 177, Witten, 179. Damn. Gates, 180, and old Shannon, 203. It's a lot of football games. Where are you at right now? You're at like 170? I'm at 170. That's, well, I just finished my 172nd game. God. Um, Currently, uh, zero receiving yards. Uh, <laughs> you got seven straight thousand yard seasons, yeah. which is the most recorded by a tight end in history. Fan of the show, Jordan tribe tweeted us this video from training camp in 2018, where he thanked you for 10,000 yards. You would be getting Hey, thanks for the 10,000 yards. You're going to give KC for the rest of your career, man. Appreciate that upcoming, uh, upcoming 10,000, which that's wow. a little talk about jinxing it. But <laughs> yeah, that's, ended up uh, coming coming true. You believe yeah. in jinxes? I didn't know you believed in jinxes. I don't, but I try the to thing. avoid them if I can. I this is why. This is why you don't believe in them because I don't believe in them. But I also don't go out of my way but to you, jinx anything. But you recognize exactly what it could be. Yeah. ESPN wrote a whole feature on Travis Kelsey as one of the best players ever. Travis, did you read the article? I skimmed it. You know, I'm skimmed not, it? I'm not a big reader. I'm not a big reader. What surprised you most from your skimming? That this uh, this writer would uh, compare me to Jim Brown, uh, a kicker, Justin Tucker, who's had a lot of dominance. Obviously, Justin Tucker's uh, by far been the best kicker in his tenure, and he's incredible at kicking yeah. the football. Numbers don't lie. Uh, Jim Brown, yeah. I mean, there's nobody that dominated an era the way Jim Brown did. Let's get back to this article because this article basically says you're one of the best at your position ever to do it, and you've dominated an era like nobody else has, which I think you know Gronk still, while he was still at his peak, um, probably 100%. pretty hard to beat. To try to uh, argue, yeah, yeah, uh, but you've done it for a very long time, and you've had the longevity uh, that a lot of these guys look at when they're comparing things. Does this article mean anything to you? Does uh, do, do you do you think it's valid? Uh, you know, Mahomes is statistically a better quarterback when you are on the field. Uh, shocker. He's probably pretty good when Tyreek is on the field. Really? Um, is that, am, is, am I a better player when Pat Mahomes is on the field? I I would assume so. Yeah. I would think um, it, I think usually that all kind of corresponds. Yeah. Um, I would say, I would say is, uh, it was cool to see the percentages of uh, of where I am to the rest of the field compared to the greats like Jim Brown and Jerry Rice. Um, I thought that was a pretty cool, you know, way to describe how how I've been compared to the history of the game. 
Um, cause I've never thought of it like that. So I, I do appreciate the article. Um, yeah. and then on top of that, you know, I didn't realize 10,000 yards was that milestone. I think I never had my eyes on 10,000 yards. I only saw Tony's 15,000 and what he's got. And I'm like, you got your eyes I, on 15,000. I got, I, well, how could you not? I'm trying to chase greatness, baby. I'm trying to, you're going to try and get, to, are you saying live on new heights? You're trying to get to 15,000 yards. I've been I've been saying that since I was a rookie. I'm trying to get fifteen thousand. Shut it yards. down, people. <laughs> you it know, down. you know what's funny is I. Of course, you got to do some of the some of the stats, or you kind of look at like, all right, what what was Tony doing from age thirty five to when he retired, and then kind of what's possible. You know what 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 is there to be able to accomplish, or what his, what's he done? Um, and he averaged just about like. 800, 900 yards his last five years in the league from when he was 33 to 37. Well, that was when that the league had changed. Is impressive. Yeah, no, he started – He his last season was 2013, which was my first year. Yep. Um, I think uh, with that being said, I am a long way away from 15,000 yards. Yeah. It took me 10 years to get uh, two-thirds of the way. Mm-hmm. So I would have to I would have to play till I'm 35 and I think average about 70 to 80 yards per game all the way through to when I retire to be able to I believe touch 15,000 yards. You're going to be 35 in 2 years, Travis. Yeah. I'm at 37, my bad. I was about to say, yeah, there's no way that math adds up. Okay, 37 sounds right. That's a long yeah. way. I mean, Tony played for a long time across multiple eras, different teams, uh Obviously, 97 to 2013. That's so crazy. Yep, that nuts. guy played in the 90s, the 2000s, and the 2010s. <laughs> Good luck. That's wild. That's Good luck. Wild. I'll tell you what, man. Like I said, I don't know if I'll ever be able to fill that guy's shoes, man. That's a that's a lot of miles, man. That's a lot of miles. Only only argument I might have if it's if it is if these playoff uh these playoff stats kind of chime in here because um. I've been able to rack up some yards in the playoffs as well. All right, last question on the yards. Of 10,000 yards, which yard is your favorite? <sighs> um, just off the top of my head, I mean, there's a few plays that come into, come into mind. I, I didn't think at the time it was going to be one of my favorites, but the touchdown on the Super Bowl was pretty cool. Um, so the last yard before entering the touchdown – Entering the end zone. That, that, that doesn't even count towards the 10,000 because it was in the Super Bowl. Um, oh, is this only regular season yards? Yeah. They don't count postseason yards? Uh-uh. Another one that jumps in my mind, uh, Eagles-Chiefs, man. That was, a fun, uh, that was a fun game back in 2018, uh, 2017. You're going to uh, bring up this? It was a. It was one of my favorite touchdowns. What do you mean? It was the first. It was like three games into the season, and you're gonna go back and. Uh, you said it was one of my favorites. What do you mean? It was a baller ass touchdown. It was, and it was more than a yard though. You jumped five into the end zone. <laughs> I didn't even know you could jump five yards, and all of a sudden you launched yourself from the five yard line into the end zone. Fearlessly, you know baby. Fearlessly. Maybe you could play in the NBA. <laughs> I'm not getting back into this with you. <laughs> I'll say that one was my favorite. There have been too many to too many to name, man. And uh, hopefully, I'll have a few more this year that are, that might pop up as my favorite. Who knows? All right. Moving on to player insights on uh, NFL storylines, we got Jerry Rice 
calling out the 49ers for play calling over the uh, Debo Samuel injury. Um, Rice yeah. posted on IG, uh, please stop running our skill players up the middle, man. That is, but that is, it's Debo, baby. It's yeah. Debo. Um, he, Trey Lance, Jimmy while, Garoppolo, now uh, now 19 problems at 19 problems, a.k.a. Debo Samuel. Um, they're all hurt. And, um, you know, that's what you risk. That's what you risk when you run in between the trenches, man. That's uh, It gets it gets gritty in there. You know what I mean? And, yep. um, unfortunately, you know, you got a lot of big bodies falling and, and, and landed on people. Um, do you think he, uh, he has a point? I mean, we literally stopped running the QB sneak because Pat got injured. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean. I know Debo up the middle is a pretty damn good play for the 49ers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like this is where Debo does most of his work is either on crossing routes or things up the middle. Like, he's kind of like – he that's where most of his production comes. So, you know, I don't know where else think, you're going to utilize. I think it goes very well with the skill set, man. He runs through arm tackles, man. That yeah, a, like he's a big, powerful, and athletic receiver who creates mismatches inside on a lot of different players. Yeah. You know, smaller DBs aren't physical enough to guard them. Linebackers aren't athletic enough to guard them. So, you know, I think that's kind of where Debo's going to get most of his production. But I also don't know anything close to as much about receivers as Jerry Rice does, so I'm not trying to <laughs> disagree with my man Jerry. Um, but, um, hey, you know, I don't know. He's been doing it for a while and uh, been relatively healthy for most of his career, so. Yeah, one one thousand percent. He's definitely. Uh, I mean, he does it well. Like I said, that's one of their best plays is give the ball to nineteen, um, yeah. and let him let him just do his thing. And uh, unfortunately, he got banged up, man. Uh, hopefully, he's not out for the season. He's not out for the season. Is he? He's just no. It ended up being a like a low grade MCL. Ooh, that's I hate dealing with the knees, man. But um, hopefully, he gets back sooner sooner right. than later, man. Yep. All right. Let's talk uh, 49ers linebacker. Asked Brady to sign the ball he intercepted. <laughs> Come on, man. You want to talk about some balls? <laughs> I love it. I don't – I mean, I think that's tremendous. Greenlaw goes up to Tom Brady after the game and says, yeah. you're the greatest ever. I've been watching you since I was two years old. Um. Okay. Fred Five Warner seven. Greenlaw him, is a dog, man. He Absolute is. Dog. Both him and Warner are both great players for uh, the 49ers. Yeah. And their defense is playing out of their minds right now. I mean, they, they have rolling. been. Uh, but their 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 offense is now lighting it up too with Mr. Purdy. But Purdy. Anyways. Purdy good. Fred Warner also told him it's an honor for us after he played him. Uh Brady, after uh, Greenlaw asked him for an autograph, said on Sirius XM, it was shit for me, to be honest. I think Complete that's pretty honest. Shit. Complete, Complete shit. shit. <laughs> but I try to be gentleman. No, actually, I mean, look, it was a great play he made. I'm happy he's got the ball. I wish I didn't throw it, but I'm trying to be a good sport. You know what? I don't that's crazy. Would you uh you won't sign a baby, Travis, but would you sign a ball that you uh threw for an interception? That I threw for a pick? Or um, or or maybe fumbled. What if somebody picks up a fumble ball? Hey Trav, will you sign this? Man, I don't think so, dude. I'm gonna be like, right? hey, get out of here, man. Quit trolling me, man. Get this is a, this looks great on Tom Brady, who's been questioned for being a little bit of a sore sport sometimes. Uh, after our Super Bowl, he didn't shake hands with uh, uh, Nick Foles. People were getting on him about that. Uh, this is a that's a conundrum. 
Somebody comes to you with a ball. Conundrum? Travis, you know what conundrum means. You have to know what conundrum means. Conun, and then just drum, D-R-U-M, conundrum. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know how to spell it. Is there a J in there? It's one of those D and J, like conundrum. Like Django? No. No J. Okay. All right. Um, Conundrum. Yeah, Tom, great job. Way to be. I respect it, Tom. Yeah, I respect respect the hell out of this. That couldn't have been easy. No, I, um, I promise you. Right now, there's no way. Especially if I lost the game, I'm not gonna say it like the way they did too. That is not a easy easy situation to yeah, be. You're in. probably in an upset mood after the game. Yeah. Would I sign a fumbled snap? I probably would. If but, you guys won the game, I know you. If you guys lost the game, there's no way. Ah. Uh, there's no way. If you're, it, if it you're all in depends. The mood for it, if you're it, in the it, mood, and a lot of it co- depends on. The uh, presentation by the person asking for this autograph. Like, it sounds like Greenlaw did a great job. He starts off with, you're the greatest greatest ever. ever. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Somebody came up to me, Kels. Hey, you're the greatest ever. Here's that ball that you just fucked up. I'd probably sign it. I've signed a lot weirder things. It's all on the delivery. You're right, man. I'll sign a baby I fumbled. What? Nothing. It was stupid. It was a bad joke. You All right. a baby? Despite his uber competitive nature, Brady does seem like a really good dude, doesn't he? He does, man. He does. Yeah. It's hard to hate that guy, man. And even though as good as he is and how many times he's beat me. Um, I disagree. I, I think it's him, easy to hate him because he's so good. Everybody in the world, they, I feel mm-hmm. like they hate on Tom Brady. They hate on him. but It's hard to hate. It's hard. it's hard. It's hard. It's hard because yeah, it's if easy. you if you really look at it, it's hard to hate. You know, if you're really if, you're, if you yeah. take all the hate out, it's hard. I guess it's it's one of those glass half full, glass half empty questions. This is true. He's playing the line. He's playing the line like a pro. He's right there. Well, he's just so good. He's but he's but his personality keeps us coming back. Um, do you have any reactions <laughs> from? Uh, do, you, do you have any uh, um, uh, interactions with? Uh, Tom Brady that you can recall that are meaningful to bring up? Um, I remember we played him this, the year we lost to him in the Super Bowl. Is uh, I believe the first year with the Bucks, first or second year with the Bucks. He um, this is the COVID year. We played them in Tampa. They weren't doing great at this point in the season. Um, and I I went up to him after the game, shook his hand. Obviously, a lot of respect. Uh, and told him I was like, something tells me uh, you're going to figure out how to win some ball games and, and make a playoff push. And then that was kind of it. And then, of course, at the end of the Super Bowl, I shook his hand. I was like, probably shouldn't have said that uh, because he ended up finding a way to win some ball games and making a playoff run. But uh, it's just uh, – it was – it was it's cool to be able to shake his hand, you know, after a, after a loss or after a win, knowing that you just went up against one of the, the greatest to ever do it, arguably the greatest this game has ever seen. Uh, at the quarterback position, and it's um yeah. What about you? I got nothing. I've never talked to the guy. Never shook his hand. Seems like a great dude, though. I uh I have interacted with very few uh, big name quarterbacks in the NFL, hmm. or really just big names in general. I've kind of just huddled by in my like offensive line and defensive line obscure uh, realm for a very long time. So I got nothing for you. Well, all right. Moving on to stories outside of 
the NFL. To the NBA. Taking a step outside the NFL. The NBA where Jason thinks that no NFL player could ever play in. Absolutely bogus. Uh they just dropped all new award trophies that are now named after historical players, like uh, the MVP trophy being named after Michael Jordan. So it is now the Michael Jordan MVP trophy, the Kia Michael Jordan NBA trophy. Time out. Um, it's called the Kia Michael Jordan NBA trophy? Kia is on the trophy right there. K-I-A. They are the sponsor of the trophy. Why do we sell out everything? Because it's money Gosh, in our every, pocket. That's how these NBA players out. are getting these deals. What do you mean? It's, dude, are you, you going to call me? the entire trophy the Kia MB, MVP trophy? I'm not sure if anybody's really calling it that. I think that's just what they, they have to call it, like on paper. I don't know how much Kia paid for that, but it doesn't make me want a Kia. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I, this is ridiculous. I can't stand it when the sports stadiums do it. <laughs> Jacobs Field. Now it's Progressive Field. Cool. So unique. I'm not even going to get into it, man. Shout out to GEHA <laughs> Field at Arrowhead, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, GEHA. But that's but they did it right. GEHA <sighs> at Arrowhead. The field's Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the Kia Michael Jordan MVP oh. trophy. Is it? I think so. <laughs> do you think uh, Michael Jordan got a free Kia with this uh, trophy? It's or do you no think he drives way. a Kia? Jordan has ever been in a Kia. Okay, <laughs> Kias are way too way too new and like not fast enough, yeah. I would say. Probably not fast. Yeah. I'm not going to say I've never been in one, so I don't know how luxury yeah. they are or how nice they are. Come um, on, Travis. But I'm taking a wild guess here. That they uh, they ain't, they're not like that A12 Ferrari. This is uh, like this is like yeah this is gonna be this is the MV the the Sam's Club MVP <laughs> Costco <laughs> the Dollar Tree MVP trophy Michael Jordan Award going <laughs> the oh Outback no. not to hate on anybody with a Kia sorry are you kidding me. I drive a Kia. You do drive um, a Kia. I would. I would. No, I drive. You, you a had Hyundai. that one that they gave you, Hyundai. don't you? The Hyundai Genesis, baby. MVP. Oh, Shout out to Andy Dalton, baby. Let's go, redhead, baby. Getting me a getting me a free car, man. Three catches for thirty something yards. Not even thirty, like thirty two yards. Got me a free car in the Good Pro job, Bowl Andy. in two thousand. Yeah, thank you, Andy. It's uh, it's a pretty crazy stat line to get a free car, and I appreciate him for throwing me the ball. Moving on, so Jason, uh, here's what we're gonna do. Right. Let's create the let's create the new heights honors by uh, renaming these NFL trophies after after historical players, just like the NBA did uh, for their league and these new these new awards. Make sense? Okay, yeah, I can play this. You can play this. All right. Well, let's start off with uh, let's start off with MVP. Who's your MVP? Who's my MVP? Who's your uh, Kia NFL MVP? My Kia NFL MVP is uh, the uh, Tom Brady Trophy. Mm. I, yeah, mean, I mean, who else was, is going to get it? Yeah. No, that's uh, that's pretty uh, that's pretty spot on. That's where I was going with it. All right. I was either going that or Jim Brown. I, I got him coming up a little bit later. I guess Jim I just Brown, revealed Jim that. Brown, Jim Brown was a absolute pioneer 
in terms of the game of football and uh, obviously us being in Cleveland. Got to show some love every now and then to the Brownies, man. They uh, they don't get too much of that. Um, so the MVP, Tom Brady. The, the NFL, the Kia NFL, <laughs> Tom Brady MVP trophy. Um, which raises the question, I guess, doesn't really raise the question, but technically Peyton Manning has more MVPs. He's got the most MVPs. Yeah. Um, so, MVPs. MVPs are given out before. Yeah, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, that's valid. Peyton has had more MVPs. The sheriff. The sheriff. If you look at who's been the most valuable player over the course of their career, you got to go Tom. Right? Is that fair? I'm not um, trying to hate on Peyton. I'm, you can't hate on Peyton. I mean, the sheriff is the sheriff. He's. It's between those two, and that's it. And Jim Brown. Um, Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Let's move on to uh, Super Bowl MVP. Who you got? Who is your Super Bowl MVP? Um, Who did I pick for my Super Bowl MVP? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll do it. I'm going with none other than the great third leg. Stop it. Yeah, baby. Oh, That's... tricky Nick Foles. The Super Bowl MVP. I think he's sponsored by Peloton. Peloton Super Bowl MVP trophy goes, is now called the Nick Foles trophy. And the uh, the trophy itself is just a long cylindrical. Great <laughs> We got we got kids, man. Hey, yeah, man, kids watching the show, man. Big Nick Energy, big, big Nick Energy. Hey, you win, Nicky Foles, baby. You're the Super Bowl MVP, you and you get a big, big you get a big old trophy of that. I'm hanging that one up. Oh my gosh, man! I'm going the original master of the two minute drill, the man himself, Mister Joe Montana. Who? That's a good one. The original six rings, I believe six. If I'm uh, if I'm wrong, I feel stupid. He had a lot. But he, had he a definitely lot. had a lot. Yeah, and uh, played his tail off in all of them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm going. The other uh, clear one could also be. Could, the other one could it could clearly be Tom Brady, but we already we picked are, Tom. We already kind of picked Tom. Probably should have yeah. thought about that when Peyton then Tom, but. No. I'm going Joe Montana. I, MVP goes to the greatest player of all time, and I think that that I mean you can't argue with the hardware. Can't. All right, you just can't. Offensive player of the year, who you got? Ooh, I got in my mind the most electric running back to ever play the game in Barry Sanders. Oh, he is certainly the most fun to watch on the highlights. I went with the running back as well. I went with your MVP pick. I went with Jim Brown. Not a bad one. Not a bad one. If I didn't the pick Jim Brown MVP, trophy, it would probably yeah. The thing with Jim is like, uh, oh, Jim, I'm calling him Jim like he's like my buddy. The thing with Jim is that <laughs> old Jimmy, man, he ran that ball straight. That's what and happens narrow. when you grow up in Cleveland and you, you, a guy plays for the Browns. You just feel like you're his you best friend. <laughs> you know he he gets compared to a lot of like modern day running backs or you know people that play with 16 game seasons. Half of his career was 12 game seasons. He's got stats oh, that are outrageous. Wow. That's I don't crazy, think people man. fully grasp 
how dominant of a force Jim Brown was in his yes. era of football. Yeah, it's um, so, you know, I got to say Jim Brown. Uh, yeah. What we got yeah. next? Defensive player of the year. Who you got? I got to go LT. LT? Changing the game. He's the first guy to really be that type of pass rusher off the edge as an outside backer. I mean, he was, you know, he's the whole reason that team started investing in blindside left tackles uh, because of the way he rushed. Yeah. Uh, so he's a guy that changed the game, has the stats, and a lot of people regard as the greatest defensive player of all time. So it was either him or Reggie White. And I know a lot of Eagles fans would have preferred Reggie White, but I'm going LT. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was thinking Reggie White until you kind of said all that. Reggie was just man that club man, boof. Yeah, you know, that thing is just so fucking unstoppable, dude. I can only yeah. imagine. I would have been like fucking Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince getting thrown out the house, like <laughs> his body limp, just. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! Put it down. Put that chicken wing down. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> Must be 90, the Kelsey boys degrees. sweat. The Kelsey boys sweat. Change that's, that percentage. That it's ninety-two degrees in there. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, I was also thinking Derek Thomas, um, absolute oh, yeah. legend, legendary mm-hmm. defensive lineman, outside backer for the Kansas City Chiefs. R.I.P. Um, was a legend in the uh, in the community as well. Was big on giving back, um, but at the same time, um, you know, all three of those I think are all very worthy of it, man. Guys that. Uh, paved the way for a lot, a lot of, you know, defensive players in the league or defensive linemen in the league nowadays to be able to thrive. What about rookie of the year? You got to go with the greatest rookie season ever, which is Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Randy Moss, rookie of the year, baby. 1,300 yards, 17 touchdowns. Are you fucking kidding me? That's a pretty monstrous – I was like trying to think of like really good rookie years and I could not think of one. So I didn't name the trophy. I think the rookie of the year trophy should remain rookie of the year. Or no, you keep it the rookie of the year name, but the trophy should just be uh, that, uh, that picture of Tim Tebow with his haircut where he's missing the top part of his head. (laughs) What the fuck? That should be the trophy. When he was getting A. <laughs> hey, congratulations. You're the best. Go, go get Popeyes for everybody on the plane. <laughs> that would be the picture. The trophy just is a, just a, a, a guy with Popeyes in his <laughs> Oh, gosh. That's pretty good, bud. That's All right, good. and of course, Jason absolutely disregarded the classroom project and just made up his own fucking bullshit. <laughs> I'm not going to name anybody. Rookies don't get dis- awards, okay? Nobody, <laughs> nobody cares about one their first year. That's funny as hell, man. Uh, still, we you had a great season, but you're still a rookie. Um, what about comeback player of the year? You got anybody for comeback player of the year? Um, I got one of my favorite teammates I've ever played with. Uh, the one and only Michael Vick. Ooh. Yeah. That's a very interesting pick. <laughs> Why is that interesting? Well, well, Jason, what was he coming back from? He's coming back from two years in the penitentiary. 
Do you know how good you got to be to be the best player in the world of what you do? Go serve it two years in a prison and then come back out and then go back out and still be one of the best of what you do. That's unbelievable. It's Michael Vick. The fact, the fact that he was able to do that. And not only that, but like the other reason I this really think he's a comeback. Get together. <laughs> the other reason I think he's a comeback should be the comeback trophy is because he came back in more ways than just on like this dude truly like was one of the best teammates, a great human uh, being. He's a good hearted person. And I know that everything he did, I'm not trying to defend that. That was a travesty. But, man, he came back in more ways than just on the field. And uh, he was a very uh, great teammate of mine. So, yeah, comeback player of the year. Listen, the Michael all, Vick all the, trophy. All the respect in the world for Michael Vick, baby. I'm going with uh, a guy who um, – another teammate of mine, same position – uh, and a guy that went through a whole hell of a lot just to get back out on the football field, and that is Alex Smith. Ooh, I thought you were going to go Eric Berry for a second. The comeback. Ooh, that's another good one, man. Another good one. You had one. two. You had two we good had choices. Two, two un- unbelievably fearless leaders and guys that had some some of the most unfortunate, uncontrollable things that could ever happen. Eric Berry ended up getting cancer and coming back and playing for us. And uh, Alex Smith, when he was with the Commanders or the Washington football team, obviously went through his uh, his surgery that, uh, what was it, Jim um, Joe Theismann had, uh, the, the, it the leg break. It wasn't just one surgery. No, he it had was to a get bunch it multiple surgery, times because yeah. he got infected and all those other – I mean, it was no, it crazy was a, that he ended up yeah. coming back and playing. Yeah, so he, uh, he had an unbelievable uh, road back to the NFL and then came out and uh, – and competed his ass off, baby. Was out there uh, running around for the Washington football team with, um, you know, a little bit of a limp, but the competitor in him, man, couldn't stop that guy. All righty. Coach of the year. I think we both know this one. On the count of three. One, two, three. Bill Belichick. Oh, God. God damn it. Oh, my bad. I thought you were going to go Andy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all, right. all, the, all the love in the world – for for both Belichick and uh and Andy Reid. I mean it's one and two. You can't in my mind, I love Andy so much I'm giving him the nod. Uh obviously a little biased, but um the hardware what the- and, and what Belichick has done in the league uh is obviously you can't put him second to anybody. Uh well how about this? The trophy should be the Andy Belichick award, and it's just Ooh. Andy Reid with the Bill Belichick uh, hoodie, uh, cutoff hoodie on. <laughs> That's a sight to see right there. We're gonna have to get some uh, some New Heights uh, fan art on uh, on the, what that would look like. It's the State Farm <laughs> Coach of the Year Andy Belichick Award. <laughs> the Bill Reid Award, baby. <laughs> That's pretty good. Right. I think I think we crushed it. I think we crushed it. Those are respectable. Those are I think I'll take that. Speaking of awards, it's time for the New Heights Stamp of the Week, where we shine light on somebody taking their game to new heights. Uh, we usually stick around the NFL world, uh, but sometimes we venture out to other things. But um, Jason, who you got this week? Who is your New Heights Stamp of the Week? Uh, my New Heights Stamp of the Week, we talked about him last week uh, on how absurd it was going to be if he played in the game. That's Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, man. Dude, that dude had two two days. You can't you can't this is like a this is like a Story. Hollywood movie in the making. It's an LA film. Dude, ha- only in LA. Freaking Baker 22 Mayfield. for 35, 230 yards, 
than a touchdown. A game-winning drive. Yeah. Ending in a 23-yard touchdown to wide receiver Van Jefferson. Ten seconds left. I mean, man, I'm so happy for this dude. Could be. This just shows you, man, there's so much that goes into being successful as an NFL player. And uh, for for a guy like Baker to have, unfortunately, the uh, the year that he had down in Carolina and uh, to go to L.A. in two days, uh, he had 20 plays at practice. That's it. 20 plays. And then to go out there and have the game that he did and win the game, uh, man, that's uh, that's got to feel good for him. It's wild. And uh, it's a cool story. I remember when I was, definitely I was new watching. Heights. Has, yeah. has there ever been something like that to happen? I've never heard of anything like this happening. Not in two days. Not in a quarterback, especially the fashion that he did it where it's a two-minute drill or a, a game-winning drive late in, the, late in the game, had to orchestrate it himself uh, like a great quarterback in the NFL is capable of doing. Baker Mayfield, ladies and gentlemen. Does that make it – well, let's ask this, though. I do want to ask – because you know more about this than I do. Does it make it easier? Is it easier to operate a two-minute drill offense on the fly? Because I feel like most two-minute plays like are are usually concepts that every team knows and are pretty generic. Is that fair? You would think. I I don't believe that's uh, that's how simple it is. I think a okay. lot of teams a lot of teams get a little bit more creative. Um, especially if you can get out of bounds, now you can huddle and call one of your actual right. like game Good plan point. plays. Um, yeah. But you already know it's. Uh, I think sometimes when you're in that two minute mode, uh, the mm-hmm. defense has a certain you know coverage or set of coverages that they go to. And typically they're kind of soft and off, no big plays, keep everything in front of you, yeah. um, and that can get you know completions. It can build momentum. It can you know what I mean certain things sure. kind of happen. Uh, but at the same time, you know you gotta you gotta be able to have that time management uh, from both the the coach and the and the quarterback being on the same page. And uh, that takes a lot of preparation and a lot of reps. So for them to be able to – Baker and, and McVay to be able to go into there and with two minutes left be able to orchestrate a 98-yard game-winning drive, uh, that was pretty damn cool. And uh, shout-out to the Rams wide receivers uh, and playmakers on the, on the opposite end. Baker, Baker is definitely the one orchestrating it, but they made some huge plays in the receiving nice. game, and that, uh, that came up big. Well – I certainly loved Baker uh, headbutting people without his helmet on. He sure looked like he was having fun. Uh, this is going to be a fun mat- uh, match with Sean McVay and Baker Mayfield for the remainder of this season. You know. Uh, it. All right, who you got, Trev? So I'm going with Penne Sewell of the Detroit Lions. Uh, came up huge, game-winning uh, fourth down conversion. I believe it was fourth down, right? Yep. Ice the game against the Vikings. No, Dan third Campbell. Down. It was third down. Still biggest biggest play of the game. Uh, biggest moment of the game coming up huge for his team. Uh, they typically run a play where he starts in motion and absolutely cleans the the guy at the end of the line of scrimmage. Well, Dan Campbell and the gang thought it'd be pretty smooth if he slid past him and just walked into the flat. And uh, <laughs> Panay was, I mean, he was a big man moving. He was the agile son of a gun until he wasn't and uh and got kind of sniped there uh was moving a little too fast it looked like well he but, was just uh, getting down that was all ball security that was playing you think so you think yes. it was listen if that was playing he sold it um he laughed and says i don't know uh oh dan campbell told uh told the uh media said um if he uh he lost a little bit of weight that he would be able to be a tight end he could be a hall of fame tight end 
if he lost a little bit of weight. And uh, Penne said, I don't know about all of that, but uh, that's really nice of Dan to say. <laughs> well, if anybody knows tight end in the NFL, is Dan Campbell. It's Dan Campbell, baby. Right on. So shout out to Penne taking his game to new heights, baby. So let's uh, let's think a little hypothetical here, man. Week 18, Eagles number one seed locked up. Uh, is there a Jason Kelsey down the line throw or any type of receiving or trickery where we can get my dog the ball? Uh, I don't know. Come on, Nick. Call my guy up, man. It says he can play tight end. I got to see, no, see, I... oh, no. see him with the – I could have played tight end. If I would have started way in college, I could have played tight end. What? Yeah, I can't play tight end anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. There's no way. I'll tell you what. My fingers don't work. You don't think if I would have gained as much weight as you did in college, I I couldn't play center? You could have played guard or tackle for sure. You could play tackle for sure. (laughs) Why could I play center? You could play center on some. If the quarterback controlled the calls and did all that stuff, you could play center. (laughs) Is, I'm not trying to. I'm just. You know. There's no dumb questions. Just dumb people, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You're too much of a free spirit. This is this is something crazy, though. I really do think so. The way I think about the game is very uh, almost like a mathematical equation. I think you do that as well, but I think you think of it more like a, like artistic expression. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm with you. And I think that both of the ways that we think about the game ended up, we ended up going into positions that suited those like kind of ways of thought, right? Yes. Like to be a center, you kind of have to be like this, like you know, dialed in, regimented. This is what the coach wants. You got to you got to read the instructions. You got to read the instructions. You got to know. You got to know. Dude, this is a great story. This is a great story you're bringing up. So when we were young. I'm flanking, we young, dude. I'm flanking. You're a flanker. You're a flanker. <laughs> when we were young, and my dad still thinks Travis is smarter to this day because of this story. Because he knows. When, when we were young, he made us. me and Travis both got the same Lego set for Christmas. All you kids, Christmas coming up. Me and Lego Travis, sets Santa. Are big hit still. Santa gave us the same Christmas set. I opened up the Lego set and put it together. Piece by piece, following the instructions one by one. Travis opened up the Lego set, looked at the box, and just put it together. <laughs> so, I really think that that way That's... that me and you both think ended up shooting us into the positions that we ended up playing. I'm right there uh, with you, man. There's so, no way you can. There's no way you can play quarterback without reading the instructions. <laughs> quarterback, you need to do a little bit of both, though. You you need to be able to freelance and be artistic while also reading the instructions. Yeah. Shout out to Pat. Man. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's always something that's fascinated me, and uh, it shows how like I don't know, football is an amazing sport. There's there's a spot for people, and ultimately, you know, where you're best suited for, you end up going into. You know, something defines a lot you. of times. A lot of times, it's like that in sports too. Kind of, if you're like well suited for the NFL, you just go and you do that. And if you're well suited for NBA, you go do that. Unless, but NBA could definitely go to the NFL. Let's look ahead to week 15, Trav. Eagles at Bears. Bears coming off a bye week, getting some rest. But they are 3-10. and 10. Hasn't been a uh, great showing for them this year, but they do got some ball players. Uh, yeah. Probably will be around 30 degrees. Cold weather and uh, snow games. Sounds like Chicago. Sounds like my favorite, man. I love a good yeah. snow game. Uh, could do without the wind. 
it is the windy city, so you'll probably yeah. have a have a little bit of that. But I, 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 I do you enjoy playing in Soldier Field? Uh, I haven't played something... in Soldier Field a lot. I played a playoff game in Soldier Field. And I was there it. and yeah. absolutely loved everything about it. I was watching that game yeah. from the double stands. doink. The double doink, my God, Cody Matt Parker. Nagy, Matt Nagy, I love you, baby. We're gonna get you one, man. Uh, yeah, no, that was uh, that was a legendary game, but um, that game had me on the edge of my seat the entire time, and as well as it did all the Bears fans. So that game was absolutely rocking. Oh yeah, um, Soldier Field, man. When they uh, when they believe in their team, man, and they got they got a good team going, the uh, the Bears fans definitely show up for sure. And I mean, I know this team is three and ten, but they're a dangerous team. Quarterback, you know, Fields is playing unbelievable. Awesome, awesome you football know, right now. And uh, you know, whenever you, you know, whenever you have a quarterback like that who uh, can make plays, turn explosives in, be a threat to run, quarterback uh, play, that is hard to defend for a defense. Really hard to defend. So you know, we better come uh, ready to go against Chicago. And um, you know, these guys have played a lot of teams tight. They've been they've been there for a lot, a lot of, of close games. ball games. Yep. So, are you a cold game or a, a, a yeah like a cold weather game or a snow game? Is that love your, snow uh, games? Snow games are awesome. I was fortunate to play in the greatest snow game of uh, Eagles history, the Snow Bowl. The Snow in Bowl in two thousand thirteen, I think. Chip Kelly's Fourth. first year. Yeah, thirteen. It was thirteen. I remember watching that game. LaShawn McCoy. I don't know how year. he found a way to run the ball. Uh, was, but for some reason, he was the only one that could get traction that game. Yeah, it was, crazy. It was insane. Uh, and that, I mean, snow kind of makes the game feel magical. I prefer it to be just like a trickling of snow, not mm-hmm. the entire field caked in it. But even that's snow fun. globe, snow globe, snow, snow globe, snow. Very there's light. Some, there's something about snow that just makes you, at least for us growing up in Cleveland, I think. Yeah. It makes us think about like growing up and playing pickup football with your friends, 100%. because everybody loved playing pickup football, especially in the snow. Because when you tackled, it had a nice little, nice little slide, a nice little <laughs> soft landing. Um, so I don't know why. Every time it snows, I get I, I feel like I'm a kid again, and uh, I love them. Uh, I'm right cold there weather, with you, I'm good with cold. The thing I like about cold is I just don't get tired. <laughs> that's a that's good all, point. Yeah, that's pretty. Crazy I hate to think hot about. games. Hot games. Uh, miserable. I will get. I will get miserable. So, I will. I'm not only am I frustrated because of the feeling. I hate heat and sweating at the same time. That is like right. the. It just feels like I'm getting cooked, and I yeah. hate that. I would rather be sweating my ass off in cold weather and get that nice chilly breeze. Yeah. I feel like that's that's a lot to do with like hockey. Like at a young age, sweating on the ice rink and like not really thinking anything of it. You know what I mean? Um, I think I naturally just enjoy being in cold weather, sweating more than I do in hot weather. I I am miserable when I'm in the heat. Whereas if if it's cold, I'm just, I'm just chilling. Chiefs at the Texans, obviously big game this week against Houston. Um, But more importantly, I mean, I feel like you never want to really focus on the opponent. Are you guys happy with the way you guys have played recently? You know, the Chiefs, I think you guys have been one of the best teams in the NFL over, I mean, what, pretty much Andy Reid's entire existence in Kansas City. Um, and you guys, feels like you've kind of had, uh, you guys have been up and down the last few weeks. Are you guys looking forward to just putting together a complete game? Is that what your focus is on? 100%. And that's that's always the focus, man. And the, the only way you could do that is fix you. And uh, I'm focused on fixing 
everything that I'm doing wrong or other ways that I can do things to help or help our team win. Yeah. Uh, you, like you said, you, you're focused on the team you're playing, but you're not necessarily focused on what they're doing, especially on the offensive side. I feel like on the offensive side, you have to be on the attack. You have yeah. to keep the defense in a reactionary position. The second that they start to feel like they can control the tempo, they can control what you're doing in the run game and in the pass game in terms of pressure and things like that, when it feels like you're not on the attack, that's when you know I think, uh, I think you're putting yourself in a bad position offensively. And uh, I just feel like – you know, there's times in the game where um, I got to be better and I got to make sure that I, as a leader, I, I, I keep that that mentality, that that focus, that alertness, the uh, the sense of urgency to keep uh, to keep the drive and keep the, pouring it on uh, any of the teams that we're playing. And, uh, you know, that's a that's a mentality that, that we're we're definitely taking as the as the year goes on. And that's the. The fortune of playing the seventeen game season. You get seventeen games to make it perfect and then you get to get a chance if you're lucky enough to make a run at uh the playoffs. But uh we're still growing. We we had a lot of new pieces this year and we expected to grow through it all. So that's the uh, that's the biggest thing is uh finding ways to get the new guys even more acclimated so that when these games really count, we're putting together flawless flawless victories, man. Well, I look forward to watching you guys put together a flawless one, hopefully, this week in Houston. Um, All right now. Best of luck, Tramp. Thanks, buddy. All right, guys. That wraps it up. 17th episode in the books. Woo! Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube to the New Heights channel so you know when new episodes come out. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure to check out our official merch store, at homage.com slash new heights. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, New Heights is a Jukes original presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. Uh, follow the show on all social media platforms at New Heights Show for fun clips throughout the week. And uh, as always, thanks to our production. Our crew is the absolute best that make us look way better than what we really are, but we sure do appreciate them and we appreciate you guys for tuning in week in and week out. So until the next time, peace. Peace.